This is Entrepreneurs The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success. There's three different worlds that people live in, and I was born into the world of zero, the world of not enough of anything for anyone, the world of victimization, where everything happens to you in a world of zero and people live their lives in a cry of why. Why me, why me, I'm doing everything I can, I'm a generous, good, kind person, why me? And that zero mindset will keep you at zero. The zero mindset can't find the light, the love, and the lessons. The zero mindset is a victim that everything happens to them. They're looking for what they don't have, what other people have, or what's missing, and they end up with zero. And we have to recognize uh, by using gratitude and forgiveness in order to effectuate accountability, in order to apply our why, the inspiration that it takes to elevate ourselves with value, with that gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and inspiration to move from a circumstance or a situation of zero by adding value. And then the second world is a zero-sum world. It's not a zero world. It's a zero-sum world. We have 100% of what we have, and we think that the more that we give, the more we will receive. So when we give 100%, we expect to receive 120%. But there's some subtleties that we're not taught within the context of the zero-sum world. Things are happening for us, usually positive, optimistic, and to not understand the giving, receiving, and witnessing of the zero-sum aspect, we end up in a matter of time at zero. And then there's the world of abundance, the world of value add, the world of appreciation, acknowledgement, and a comfort level of receiving and asking for more. And that value add world is one in which is the true unified, abundant, infinite system of more than enough of everything for everyone. So to set the stage, I'd love for you to identify what world you're living in or how much time you're spending visiting each of these different worlds. The zero-sum world, are you a victim? Why me? Everything happens to me. Or have you elevated to a zero-sum game where everything happens for you and you give 100%? to receive more, some sort of trade or negotiation, still not understanding the subtleties of abundance of the third world. How often do you visit the third world and understand and know that there's more than enough of everything and acquiring the wisdom and the faith to clear the path, the freeway to allow everything for everyone to happen in your life. And so there's three different things that we need to understand in order to effectuate the expansion from zero to zero sum to value add. And the first one is appreciation. In order to move through the zero to the zero sum to the value add worlds, we need to get into a practice of gratitude, of understanding there is light, there's love, and there's lessons in every single thing. 
And when we do that, we move from either the zero or zero sum into a value add perspective by appreciating, adding value to the actual word appreciation means to add value in the way that we move from zero to zero sum, zero sum to more than enough of value add is to add value without gratitude, you will not move at all. If you don't have gratitude to effectuate finding the light, the love and the lessons, then we will not be able to move or expand into these greater worlds of more than enough. Uh, and to utilize gratitude, we have to one, be forgiving of the outcomes or the circumstances that exist today. We have to forgive ourselves for anything that we have done, said, thought, felt, or believed in order to put us in the position of where we're at because the pain, struggles, setbacks, failures, and mistakes that we experience today are just indicators that it's time to move. It's time to appreciate. It's time to elevate. And so utilizing appreciation and acknowledgement to learn the lessons because those pain, setbacks, failures, and mistakes are indicators that we have a lesson to learn. Pain is an indicator that you have a lesson to learn. And once you learn those lessons, there will be no pain, setbacks, failures, or mistakes. Once you learn those lessons, you will have a greater appreciation, which then will give you a greater value to add to your world. And that pain, setback, failure, mistake is called acknowledgement. And acknowledgement only occurs when we learn those lessons. And the only way that we learn those lessons is to find the light, the love in what we're looking at, to give that meaning, to not have that failure, setback, mistake anymore by giving it away through forgiveness. And the third step, beyond the appreciation of finding value and giving value and receiving value and witnessing value and acknowledging then by learning the lessons of what exactly quantitatively that value is through gratitude and forgiveness, we then have to step into the accountability of understanding what did we do? What do we say? What did we think? What do we feel? What do we believe to be responsible for this? What did we do? What do we say? What do we think? What do we feel? What do we believe to attract this? What do we do? What do we say? What do we think? What do we feel? What do we believe in order to participate in the perception to give the meaning of a value add world, not a zero sum world or a zero world? One of a victim, one of a just enough or one of more than enough of everything for everyone. And so as we understand the three different worlds and how much time we spend each day in these different worlds, because we do visit these worlds, nobody stays in the more than enough world all the time. Nobody stays in the zero sum world all the time. And hopefully nobody stays in the zero world all the time. But when we use that quantitative measurement of analysis, the quantitative common denominator of our day, the 24 hours that you're given and blessed with every single day of your life, except for the last day of your life, which means you're only cheated out of time the last day of your life. You are given everything you are promised every single day, except for the last day of your life. And when you're given those 24 hours, 
we can utilize it by analyzing how much of my day am I spending in the zero world, the zero sum world, or the value add world. And as we move towards living more in the world of more than enough of everything for everyone through appreciation, acknowledgement, and accountability. When we use gratitude to find the light, the love, and the lessons in every situation, when we see that pain is an indicator of failure, setbacks, and mistakes are indicator that we have lessons to learn, and we forgive ourselves in order to effectuate the ease of accountability, of learning from the responsibility we have, the attraction that we provided, and of course, understanding the participation in that perception through gratitude, through forgiveness, and through accountability. Now, there's one area that leaves us in these situations. So those people that live in the zero world they give everything some of the time. And they use that to justify why they don't have what they have. So they're generous some of the time, but most of the time they're just concerned about being a victim. They live in scarcity. They don't believe, think, say, do, and feel that there's more than enough or even just enough. So in any circumstance, they are living in interference. They're living in interference, thinking in every situation, looking for what they don't want. They can't see what they're given. They can't see the opportunities, the options, and the touch of the favor. They keep walking right by the door and not stepping through it because their entire world is a world of zero. The minute an opportunity comes, they immediately say to themselves, how is this going to hurt me? How is this going to punish me? Oh my gosh, not again. Or they're too worried, too frustrated, angry, guilty, or resentful, or offended to see the opportunity. By opening their minds and opening their hearts and opening their hands to those opportunities in order to appreciate it, to look for the light, the love, and the lessons in every person, every circumstance, and then wait it with the three criteria in order to prioritize it. We weight things by understanding how much will this bleed me or how much would this feed me in congruency with what relativity does it have in my life? And the third criteria of association. And if we utilize whatever world we're in, how much is this feeding? How relative is it? And what association do I give it? We can then prioritize the light, the love, and the lessons that we found in the people, places, things, situations, opportunities, options, and touches of favor that have presented themselves, elevating our awareness through appreciation, forgiveness, and accountability, acknowledging, acquiring the knowledge in order to prioritize the utilization of the 24 hours that were guaranteed every day except for the last day of your life. And utilizing this analysis and prioritization, notating that prioritization is the antidote to feeling overwhelmed or procrastinating. But it also is the antidote to being punished. When we know what's important to us, we are forced to find the light, the love, and the lessons, acknowledge it, and 
be accountable for it. Constantly learning lessons, lessons keep on coming until there's pain, and then pain indicates us that we have a better place, a better situation to be in, in a value-add world, not a zero-sum or a zero world. And as we work through this process to understand abundance, to acknowledge and to be aware of more and more, we have to understand the giving, receiving, and witnessing of it. Because in the world of value add, everyone receives value from giving, receiving, and witnessing. But there's one problem that exists in the travel, the expansion from zero to zero sum to value add. And it's the understanding of giving, receiving, and witnessing. Uh, you see, most people, unfortunately as well, the most kind people, the most generous people, uh, the most giving people, haven't been taught the world of more than enough. They're stuck in the world of zero sum. Most have elevated themselves from zero to zero sum, but they're stuck there because they have been taught and they believe, which I believe as well, and most people I run into believe this, the more you give, the more you will receive. The more you give, the more you will receive. And I know if I asked you to raise your hand right now, everybody would raise your hand or clap your hand or do whatever you want here uh, to acknowledge it, a thumbs up. Every person that is in this frequency, this neighborhood believes the more we give, the more you receive. But we're not teaching the right things. We're not teaching appreciation, acknowledgement, and accountability. We're not understanding the difference between a zero-sum game and a value-add world, a zero-sum world and a value-add world. So let me help you with a practice of appreciation, acknowledgement, and accountability in order to facilitate a value-add life where when this lifetime, when that last day that you're guaranteed 24 hours, the last day that you're guaranteed 24 hours and you're cheated, that there'll be more than enough of everything for everyone when you leave. Number one, you can give 100%. That's what you can give each day. Each of those 24 hours that you're guaranteed, you can give 100%. Now, I have studied physics, quantum physics, and metaphysics. I've studied religion, philosophies, theories, and spirituality. At its highest level, I have sought the leaders, the thought leaders in each of these areas. Uh, and everyone agrees that nowhere does it say the more you give, the more you receive. What it actually says is the more you give, the more you're given. And here lies the first lesson of appreciation, acknowledgement, and accountability. As we seek the light, the love, and the lessons, if we give 100% of what we have every day, personally, experientially, giving and receiving wise, if we give 100% of what we have every day, we are given more. We are given more. And so this is how people have derived the more you give, the more you receive, but they're missing two key components of understanding, appreciation, acknowledgement, and accountability. So as they seek the light, the love, and the lessons by giving, they don't acknowledge 
what they're given. So some people, they give 100% each day, they're given 120%, and yet they don't acknowledge it. They're not aware of it. Why? Because they're not using gratitude and forgiveness in order to effectuate finding the 120%. And so what happens? It passes them by. Their awareness isn't intact in order to understand or know that they're given more than they've gave. They now feel resentful and offended that they're not receiving what they wanted because they are missing two of the key things. One, they are not aware of what they're given because they're not utilizing gratitude, forgiveness, and accountability in order to find the light, the love, and the lessons of what they're given. And so what happens is without that awareness, they give 100% and they may only receive 99% because they're not aware of the other 21% that they were given. The other thing that's missing is that when people give 100% and they live in appreciation, acknowledgement, and accountability, they are seeking the light, the love, and the lessons in everything they're given. Even though they're aware that when they give 100% that they're given 120%, they don't know how to receive. They feel guilty, shameful, not worthy. These are the the kindest people that I know. These are the most generous people that I know. These are the people that are like my mom that have given everything every day to their families and their communities and their second graders and their Sunday school classes and the women's libs and rights and things that they have given. And although so many people want to give to them. They, they're given so much more back. They feel too guilty and shameful, not worthy. And so although they're aware that every time they give 100%, they have been given way more, they only take 99% back. Oh, no, you know, it's more than enough for me. That's it. And so what happens is, that because the nicest, most gentlest, and kindest, and generous people they give everything, they give 100% each day, but they only receive less back because they're not worthy and shameful. Or there's people that don't have appreciation, acknowledgement, and accountability, and they don't see the 120%, even though they feel worthy of receiving. So you need both. You need to be aware and you need to be worthy. And what happens is the people that live in the zero world will never have more than enough of everything for everyone. But those that live in the zero sum game, what happens is it's just a matter of time before 100% of what you give is nothing because you have nothing, because you either aren't aware or you're not worthy of what you're given. And so you give 100% and you, instead of either you're not aware or you're not worthy, you only take 99% back. So the next time you give, your 100% is only 99% of what it was. And then it's 98% of what it was. And then it's 97% of what it was. Are you getting and seeing what the zero sum game is? Because sooner or later, you're going to end up at zero. 100% of what you have is zero because you keep taking less of what you're given or you're not aware of what you're given.
Either way, you are going to receive less, even though you believe the more you give, the more you receive. If you're not aware and you're not worthy of what you're given, you will get into the zero-sum world and end up at zero. It may be when you're 80 like my mom. It may be when you're 38 like it was with, with me when I lost over $100 million and ended up at zero, understanding that I was not worthy of what I was given. It's just a matter of time. See, if you work through the appreciation, acknowledgement, the, the accountability, not only will you give 100% with amazing inspiration, not only will you be aware of the 120% that you're given, but you'll be worthy of everything that you have been given and you will receive it but there's even more. There, there's even more to it because not only will the people that you give to feel good, not only will you feel good, but everyone that witnesses it feels good. But the main opportunity of living in a world of more than enough for everything and everyone is the math of the value add world. You see, those people that live the majority of their time in a value add world, they give 100% they're aware of being given more than 100%. They are worthy of receiving more than 100%. But they're also worthy and aware of asking for more. Because they know when they ask for more that they're giving an opportunity to someone else to feel like they felt. They're giving someone else an opportunity to learn to be aware that the more they give, the more they're given. They're giving someone else an opportunity to live in a value-add world and feel great about providing more value when I ask for more or you ask for more. And the math just makes sense. If you give 100% and you're given more but receive less, the next time you give, you'll be giving less than you had before and receive even less. And pretty soon, it's less than less than less than this. And when you die, those last 24 hours that you were guaranteed and you're cut short, hopefully not very many hours, but cut short, there'll be nothing left. What I want you to think about is what if you lived in this value-add world where you appreciated everything that you had? You acknowledged it. You utilized gratitude and forgiveness and accountability to fight the light, the love, and the lessons, to raise your awareness to what you're given. So when we give through the appreciation and acknowledgement, we now are aware of what we're given. We are worthy of what we're given, so we receive it. And then we even ask for more. So instead of giving and receiving less because we're not aware or worthy or both. We now are giving, we are given more, we receive more, we ask for more than more, we now have more than more, we then give more than more, we're given more than more than more, we now receive, because we are aware and worthy, more than more than more, and we ask for more than more than more than more. Do you see where we're going now? So on that last day of the 24 hours that you're guaranteed, that's cut short, although you're cheated those few hours in your last day upon earth, you will leave here with more than, more than more than more than more than more than more. 
you will leave here with more than enough of everything for everyone. But every day you have given and have been given more. You are aware of more. You are worthy of more. You ask for more. This is the world of more than enough of everything for everyone. This is the value add world. And what I want you to do is I want you to appreciate, acknowledge, and ask for more. I want you to utilize time and stop when you're living in a zero-sum game of why me. Institute try me. Appreciate, acknowledge, and ask for more. Move from the world of not enough. And learn when you're in the world of zero sum, when you're not aware of the options, opportunities, and touches of favor in your life. Raise your awareness and your worthiness. Utilize wisdom and faith in order to shorten the distance of resistance that we create through the ego-based consciousness of edging this greatness out of your life, edging this gold out of your life, edging God or goodness out of your life. I want you to think about the world of value add. Do you give everything to receive less than you give because you're not aware or worthy? Do you want to live a journey of less than, less than, less than, less than, or less than? Or do you want to give 100%? Do you want to be given more? Do you want to raise your awareness and worthiness to receive more? and then ask for more than more, and then give more than more, and then raise your awareness and worthiness of what you're given of more than more, and receive more than more, and ask for more than more than more, is math. Use the math. Understand the difference between the world of zero, the world of zero sum, and the world of value add. There is more than enough of everything for everyone. The greatest value we can add through appreciation, acknowledgement, and accountability is to add value every day by giving, receiving, and witnessing. But it won't happen unless you raise and elevate your awareness through gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and inspiration, and your worthiness. If you are aware and worthy, I promise you, you will live your life in a world of more than enough. And when you leave this life, you will leave more than enough of everything for everyone. That is the zero sum versus value add training. Nick of time, it is halftime. Uh, I know you like halftimes because that's when the Lions were dominating the Niners last week at halftime. I promise you one thing about the second half of this game, my brother, I will perform far greater than your Lions did. So we're looking for all the questions to enhance the game. We're not going to choke. We're going to go to the Super Bowl of questions here on Breakfast of Champions. Lead us, Nick of Time. It is my pleasure, and I have no doubt that this will be just as strong of a second half than it is the first half, but uh, I'll do a quick reset of the room here. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. This is, of course, David Meltzer's Power Hour and the best room and community in Clubhouse, The Breakfast with Champions. Um, and now that we have hit halftime and you have all of your questions for David, continue to use that hand in the lower right-hand corner to request to join the stage, and we will, of course, aim to bring you up. Um, and if you would like the guide from today's training, all you need to do is email David directly david at dmeltzer.com. Once again, that is david at dmeltzer.com. And that, of course, can also be found in the room chat. Um, now, with that said, David, we will kick it off here live on Clubhouse with the one and only Marissa. So, Marissa, happy Friday. Thank you so much for joining us. And feel free to unmute yourself and ask David your question. Happy Friday, Nick and Dave or Dad. <laughs> 
but I just wanted to ask you. So I know that you have a lot of experience with this, but um, as great as it is to receive and give and all these different things, um, when you know that someone is bleeding you, how, like, when, like, how do you know what to do, if that makes sense? Like, how do you know to let go? And what do you do to let go? But keep, but if, I don't know, like, what do you do to let go of them and like forgive? Um, what a great question. And this has been a valuable journey uh, to come up with uh, some tools in which I can facilitate how much to let someone fall away or when to let someone fall away, or should I even fire them from my life? And so I utilize an analysis of first, according to the situation that I'm in today and aligned with where I want to be in the future, how much is that person bleeding me or feeding me today? And when I determine that, I then look at how relative are they in my life. And so sometimes we give far too much weight to someone that's not relative to us, or we give far too little weight to someone that's relative to us. So your grandmother, uh, according to the situation today, uh, financially, emotionally, bleeds me but she's so relative in my life. And there were so many years that I guarantee I have bled her far more uh, than any way she could ever bleed me. And through this analysis, I then see what association I have with her in my life and the amount of love and all the values that I have. And I can determine that no matter how much she bleeds me today, that my life in the trajectory, the divine direction, her value is far greater than the bleeding that occurs because of the relativity and association in my life. But this criteria should be utilized for the people that we know inherently should not be in our day or maybe in our week or in our month to figure out when and where and how someone is bleeding or feeding us in the relativity and association to that. I bucket three people a lot of times into one, they almost all the time do what they say. Some of the time, number two, they do what they say. And three, they never do what they say. This is three of the different buckets that I put into people to look for the clues and to find the patterns of how much, when, and where, and how I'm going to let them fall away or fire them. And it allows me to prioritize not only my day of the activities I planned and unplanned, paid and unpaid, uh, but also to prioritize aligned with the divine direction in my life to surround myself with the right people and the right ideas. The greater we prioritize people who feed us or even bleed us that have the most relativity and association aligned with the timing risk tolerance of the divine direction that I'm moving in or the progress that I want today in a trajectory, a direction, a guide towards where I think I want to be to learn more lessons, to live in the value add world, etc. I quickly do an analysis when somebody doesn't make me feel good. Because I've learned one thing, Marissa, that it takes years to figure out what you're afraid of. 
you can go to therapy, you can do all these things, but there's so much childhood trauma. There's so much genetic and energetic inheritance. I'm sorry that you got from your parents uh, and grandparents and great parents, but there's so much there that uh, I think I misled people when I used to say, you know, identify the fear. Well, you don't have to identify why you're afraid. Right? There's only fear of the past and fear of the future. There's only fear inside of us and fear outside of us. But where this comes into play is what I tell people is identify the reaction to fear because human nature never changes and everybody reacts to fear with ego-based consciousness. And so we can explore certain areas to try to heal our trauma and go to therapy and do and trace calligraphies and meditate and do some healing work or ayahuasca or mushrooms or I don't care what it is. But in our daily practices, to create an efficient, effective way to figure out this whole bleeding and feeding thing is identify your reaction to fear, the need to feel less than or more than or separate from the need to be angry, anxious, frustrated, worried, guilty, resentful, offended, whatever it may be. And we can use that to indicate to us the feeding and bleeding, but we also can utilize it to figure out how much we want someone to fall away from us. How much time do we want to spend? Because my strategy in life is no matter what it is that causes the reaction to fear, I only want to spend minutes and moments in it. So if I am going to a party and I feel anxious, that's an ego-based consciousness, I don't have to analyze why I'm so afraid to go to the party. I don't have to do that. I, I don't have to, t I, I just know that I feel anxious. And so in the short term, in this idea of feeding and bleeding, I then say to myself, stop. Don't feed into it. Don't overthink it. Don't lie to it, cheat it, manipulate it. Don't try to resist it but simply stop and breathe and do that analysis. How much does, you know, the people at this party feed me? How relative are they to me? And what association do I give them in my life? What participation in the perception do I give it? And I might turn around and go home. Or I might analyze it and roll in the right trajectory and look for the light learn from it so that I feel less anxious next time that are around these people that uh, are not feeding me, but are relative and are in my association in life, my participation in the perception. Uh, very, very uh, good journey to be on and I'm proud of you. Thank you for joining us. What a better way to start than have my daughter ask the first question. Thanks, Nick. Of course, it is my pleasure, and we will keep things rolling here on Clubhouse. I know we have uh, Glenda here, who has been patiently waiting. So, Glenda, happy Friday. Feel free to unmute yourself and ask David your question. Welcome. Thank you. Happy Friday, and hello to all. David, hello. what an incredible question or subject matter. I grew up in a world of zero, um, parent of my mother being negative, always me, victim and all the rest. And as a very young child, for I don't know how, but the universe kept telling me I don't like that feeling. And through the life, there was a lot of resentment feeling, but it wasn't until I was a young woman where I sat back 
and started looking at the reasoning of where she was coming from and in a lot of ways being put into her position that I started to look at things in a very different manner. I turned around being the giver, the, the can't give enough, always looking to do for others and not taking for myself. And it has only been until recently that I've learned to ask for more, to start to ask out. But my question is, even though I am moving forward, it's still one of the hardest lessons and the hardest things that I can possibly do because I have a really hard time to be asking. I am so much that the giver and know of my worth, but obviously through what you're talking about, I still must be lacking the 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 real central of, of value of worth for my own self. Is that yeah. true? Yeah, and I think there's two two things to think about. And there's a little bit of faith and, and wisdom involved in thinking about it. Uh, one is I'm not worthy because if I was worthy, then I would ask, you know, it, it, a, good, a good analogy, uh, Glenda, is when people are asking for money, raising money for their company, if, if they're worthy of that, if, if they know like someone like Elon Musk, right? When he asked for money uh, for SpaceX or Tesla or, you know, Solar City or whatever it is, you know, it wasn't all his money. He was asking people for money, uh, for PayPal, uh, for, you know, all, all the things that he did in his career. He, he lives in a value add world where he took all the people he loved and said, hey, let me help you. I'm going to ask you for your money so I can be given more money and you can be given more money. And I'm confident of it. I'm worthy of it. And so are you. And and so one of the aspects of asking is, hey, I'm giving you an opportunity to give so you're given more. And so there's wisdom and faith involved in that belief of confidence and worthiness that I'm asking you to give so you will be given more and I will assist you in also being aware of what you're given and to have the worthiness like I have. Uh, and then the other aspect is I, a simple trick, a hack, I would say, because I, I grew up like you in a zero world, single mom, six kids. She packed my dinner in a paper bag between being a second grade teacher and filling up turnstiles with greeting cards at convenience stores just so we could eat. And wow. so I was afraid. I watched my mom to ask for anything. Yes. But I will tell you what I did witness for my mom that changed my life of asking is I saw how good she felt when she gave, when she served a meal to her six children, when she cooked it with her own hands. And even though we couldn't afford or she taught us after those two jobs and tutored us because we couldn't afford tutors like I can for my kids. I saw how much value it gave her to give. And I don't want to cheat other people of that value. So I asked them, I know that I am adding so much value to your life to ask you to be here, to take your time an hour out of your morning on a Friday, to take your time. I know how much value when I ask you to be here, when I ask for you to do something, I know how good it makes you feel. And so utilizing both the worthiness evaluation and just the simple question why would I cheat someone 
of feeling the way I feel when I give. And the only way that they can feel the way that I feel when I give is to ask them to give. And so it is an invitation, not an obligation, but I'm going to invite you into my world, away from that world that you and I grew up in of zero or even zero sum. Yes. I'm going to invite you, not obligated, but an invitation to join me in a world of more than enough so that you feel more worthy and you are given more as well. And so I, I know most of us here probably feel exactly like you do. The number one piece of advice I give the kids, they ask me, oh, what would you do, Mr. Meltzer, when you were 18? What would you tell yourself? Ask. <laughs> ask for more. I would ask for help. I'd find people who sit in the situation I want to be in and ask. Ask for help. Ask for more. Because I know that it will help me feel worthy. It'll help them feel worthy. And that they will feel like I get to feel when I give. I'm giving them that opportunity, that invitation, not an obligation. And let's practice these things. They don't happen overnight. But if we practice these things, we will progress into the world of value add. Beautiful. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you, Glenda. And uh, now we're getting real serious, Nick, because... I promise you this, I will perform way better in the fourth quarter than your Lions did last week against the Niners. I promise you that. Uh, we are going to be just a quick schedule, everyone. We have over 200 dates already scheduled here in 2024. Uh, we will be in Orange at 1.30 p.m. with a meetup. Uh, in order to get the location, et cetera. Join my text community. They'll send that to you. It's 949 298-2905 or just email me for a whole list of where we're going to be in these 200 dates uh, as well. Uh, on Tuesday, we'll be in San Francisco, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at the Super Bowl. And uh, we, we will then be at the NBA All-Star Game. Uh, we have meetups, VIP dinners. We have podcasts with famous people and not famous people. We have all types of things going on, speeches, guides, exercise, Please join our community. This is a frequency. Your frequency is your neighborhood. Join my neighborhood, your neighborhood, our neighborhood of people that want to help each other and know people that will help each other. Please, we do this every Friday for over 24 years. I've been doing this. Our community is large. We had over 100,000 people uh, that were registered for the webinar every Friday now. We started with two people way back at Lee Steinberg's office for a little sales training. And uh, we have done it every week for over 24 years now. David at dmelzer.com. Book, I'll sign it, send it to you. Pay for the book. I'll pay for shipping. We are living in the value add world here, not only on Clubhouse, but on LinkedIn, on Facebook on Instagram, on TikTok. We got a simulcast that is going out everywhere and we're in the six figure range for the amount of people that watch it live. And then we get into the millions of people on the replay. So thank you for participating in this perception to improve all of us, to make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. All right, Nick of Time, it is the fourth quarter. Who is up Absolutely. We will keep it rocking here on Clubhouse. And we have Jessica. Jessica, happy Friday. Feel free to unmute yourself and ask David your question. Welcome. Oh, Jessica, the unmute button is the lower right-hand corner where you see you have no troubles. Good there she goes. Good morning, everyone. I, I think you mean me. <laughs> I wasn't sure if there was another Jessica, so I was pausing. Um, good morning, David. Great to hear you. Um, 
the question I have for you is how are you planning to, with the new month? What, what kind of impact are you looking to make this month? Thank you so much. Um, I try to make the same impact every month, every day, every hour, and that is to empower others. Uh, the impact that I want to have is to create this community by finding a thousand people like you, uh, a thousand people that I can teach to empower a thousand, to empower a thousand. Uh, and so to utilize and to effectuate that daily impact uh, of finding and building a community of over a billion people to be happy, to live in a value add world where you make more money, help more people and have more fun every day. And the reason I picked those three things is my skills, my knowledge and my desire are aligned with helping people with those three things. I'm good at making money. I'm good at helping people. I'm good at having fun. And I've never met anyone who makes a lot of money, helps a lot of people and has a lot of fun that isn't happy most of the time. And so, uh, that's my mission. That's the impact that I want to have every single day. And how I do it is one, teaching values, those values in the value add world of gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and inspiration, effective communication. And then I teach the daily practices of knowing what you want, not what other people want, what's missing or you don't have. And then finding out who can help you and who you can help. And then figuring out how to get that done with efficient, effective, and statistically successful behavior by using lenses of productivity, of adding value, accessibility of receiving that value, and of gratitude to find more light, love, and lessons in everything in order to live in that value-add world. And then the daily practice of prioritizing and reprioritizing knowing what's important to us by knowing what we want, who we can help and how to get it done every single day in a divine direction towards what we think we want. Notating when we utilize divine direction that we understand and know that we don't understand and know the outcomes of today and how they're leading us to the divine direction of a better place, a better position or a better situation. And so that prioritization and reprioritization, that antidote to feeling overwhelmed and procrastination, and that antidote to that zero-sum world, we now can prioritize and reprioritize our day in a divine direction to be protected, promoted, and loved, not punished like in the zero world. And if we do that, there will be no searching for what we already have. There will be no more energy suck of our lives between I am and this is what I want people to think I am. Instead of searching for what we already have, we will be applying it. We will be applying all that we're given by giving 100% and being aware and worthy of the 100% plus that we receive and then ask for more. If you know your what, your who, your how, your now, you will apply your why. You'll live in spirit most of the time. You'll identify how you react to fear and spend minutes and moments in that reaction. And then we execute on it by being aware of the options, opportunities, and touches of favor, by giving and receiving those opportunities, options, and touches of favor, by prioritizing those options, opportunities, and touches of favor, and then be given more and so on and so forth 
in that value add system. Know your values, the daily practices, and the execution model. Live in the world of the, the value add. Give 100% to receive more than 100% to be worthy and aware of it and to give more and ask for more and so on and so forth. That's my impact that I want to have. This is the key to empowering people like you and Glenda and Nick and Marissa and everybody else in here in order to live in the world of more than enough of everyone. That impact is a daily activity for me. And it is only a milestone at the beginning of the month because if we use the New Year's and Valentine's Day and the Super Bowl and the All-Star Game and the Masters and the end of the year, don't use it to look forward. Because faith and wisdom will get you and shorten the distance of resistance, get you to where you want to be or better in that divine direction. But use the first of the month to quantitatively analyze where you were January 1st and where you are today. I use time as that dependent variable to quantifiably measure how much time am I spending in the zero world, how much time am I spending in the zero sum world, and how much time am I spending in the value add world. And if I shorten the amount of time that I'm spending in the zero world and zero sum world, I know I'm progressing, even if the outcomes, the results, consequences, and coincidences are not indicating at this moment that I'm progressing. With wisdom and faith, I know I am. And it's just a matter of time until the outcomes, results, consequences, and coincidences are aligned with the divine direction and teach me the lessons on how losing everything could have been a protection promotion in my life and illustration of the abundant love that I've received because it was. And here I am 16 years later, making more money, helping more people and having more fun than when in 2008 when I lost over $100 million. Thank you for uh, being uh, here and empowering others. And I appreciate you being part of our community. Uh, Nick, I think we got time. What's going on? Absolutely. We do have time. Um, I'm going to pass it over here to the one and only Ron, who has been here on stage patiently waiting. So Ron, happy Friday. Feel free to unmute yourself and ask your question. Hey, good morning, Nick. Hey, Coach, how are you today? I Amazing is an understatement, my friend. I am feeling good. And also, Ron, we, we want to finalize. Uh, we're going to be coming. We got the dates now that we're coming to New York, New Jersey, and Philly. We're going to be speaking at Princeton, thanks to Ron. I'm going to be speaking in Einstein's laboratory right next to Oppenheimer's laboratory. And we're going to get a tour of that as well. We're going to do a meetup at Princeton. We are going to blow up New York, New Jersey, and Philly. We will be there the last week in February. And I need you to help Nick get this finalized, the exact days and times, so we can tell everybody by next Friday what we're doing. Does that sound fair? Absolutely. Yep. Just Nick's got my number. Whatever you need me to do, I'm here. I love you. All right. What do you got for me? So um, two things before I get to training. So uh, I think I shared with you the other day, uh, Mauricio invited me. He was in town, well, in New York City um, for his Latin talks and his insurance company. And I got to meet Peter uh, for the first time. And um, me and Peter actually got to sit and talk for almost a half hour and David, he just, uh, you know, just very fond of you, as you know. But he, he he actually grabbed my hand and he's like, he's like, um, you keep doing what you're doing with David. You're in good hands. He's like, I'm watching you because he does respond. We're friends on, you know, Facebook and Instagram. 
but what a meeting. And, um, and then they invited me to sit in uh, on the meeting with the person that they were um, there to meet. And David, it was, uh, <laughs> you know, these people are talking about million dollar deals and I'm just sitting there and Maurizio uh, introduced me as his partner, you know, in the cooking app and everything. And I just can't thank you enough. You know, this is all because of, of, of our, our meeting and everything. So I just want to tell you that. Thank you. Thank you. And then with the training, as you went on today, I started feeling more and more uncomfortable. And I don't know why. Uh, maybe I'm not, you know, I'm letting things slip by, you know, meaning opportunities, because I think, you know, um, you know, what we're all about here, you know, with uh, what I do with, you know, the business and the nonprofit. Well, you, you can say I, what you can say what you do, so everyone's more aware of it, right? You, you are the typical, kindest, most generous person who is not worthy and isn't aware of all that you're given, and even indicated by the way you're speaking, you're hiding from people the opportunity, right? You give groceries for seniors. You dedicate your life to help your family and your community, and you know. Tell people, don't be sorry. You know what we do? No, I. everybody doesn't know what you do. They don't know how much you do for your community by providing people that can't get their own food, their food. And you're giving people an opportunity, an invitation, not an obligation to help you give groceries for seniors. And, you know, I, I brag about it. And that's why people who have billions of dollars hang out with me to help people like you as well. And so... Let's go ahead and you're an illustration of what I'm trying to teach today. Let's raise our awareness and our worthiness so that we give, we're given, we're aware and worthy of what we're given, we receive it, and then ask for more, Ron. You got it, coach. You got it. And I'm looking forward to tomorrow, our first our first one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. Uh, I'm very excited. I, I can tell you, uh, you know, it's like getting Otani on my team. Uh, there's so much potential uh, that you have because you have uh, the open mind, the biggest heart and hands. And uh, you are one of my 1000, Ron. And uh, you are an icon uh, that I use to help people help more people. Uh, Ron, tell people where they can reach out to support uh, the groceries for seniors. Uh, yeah, so it's Groceries for Grandparents Fund. It's a, a nonprofit here in South Jersey in Philadelphia where we bring healthy, delicious meals to seniors and veterans, but also shelters um, and women's um, safe houses uh, throughout New Jersey for battered women. And it's uh, groceriesforgrandparents.org, groceriesforgrandparents.org. And any help that we can get uh, helps us help, you know, these, these people that are yeah, post it on the post it on the webinar because like there's so many people here. Jerry Cure, uh, H R U B E S, for example, just what does he do? I'm willing to help. See, you're hiding the ball of worthiness and awareness for people. So, please, it, once again, it's groceries for grandparents. Reach out to Ron. We're gonna post it, Reluca, up there uh, for everyone to see where to get in touch with Ron uh, and raise in. Uh, Ocean County, New Jersey, all these people want to help groceries for grandparents. Uh, so, Ron, way to finish this up for me. I, I got to get going to close out the room. I love you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Love you, buddy.
Fine. Kimber- Kimberly you. also wants to hook up with you. A lot of people. All right. Oh, thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank you so much. Bye. All right, everyone. That does it. We are right on time. It's 7 on the dot Pacific time, 7 a.m. That's 10 a.m. Eastern time and all the other variants in between. This was the zero sum versus value ad training. Hopefully it added value to your life. It certainly has to mine. Let's raise our awareness and our worthiness in order to be aware and worthy of what we're given and then ask for more. Nick, go ahead close out the room. Hopefully I'll see all of you tomorrow in Orange, California at 1.30 p.m. We'll be in at Dropbox in San Francisco on Tuesday, Super Bowl Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then next week at the NBA All-Star Game as well. So go ahead, give us a ring, david at dmeltzer.com. 